The one thing I hear said a lot about this HR department of the anti-coaching institution is that if there was a molester next door, wouldn't you tell somebody? Wouldn't you call them out? Wouldn't you do that to protect the children of the neighborhood? Yes, you would want to call that out. The issue here is, is that you're not calling out the molester next door. You're going around, you're you're basically saying, well, that molester had a m- mustache, so everyone with a fucking mustache is a molester and they need to be uh, raked through the coals and they need to be canceled. And then you're just flipping out on random fucking people calling them molesters. Welcome to the Sorry I Offended You show. This is Brandon Marshall Havener. And if you've been following me for a minute, you know that I've been taken off of social media. However, when I took off social media, I was notified by my lovely wife, Rebecca, that I was canceled again. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm not even posting and you're fucking trying to cancel me. So I got called out while I was gone and it took some willpower not to join back in on the social media stuff because I really did this to heal my mind. But anyway, there's changes going on in my business because I had time to reset and to get gain perspective and all that stuff. So Sorry I Offended You has the same spirit and all that stuff, but it's more of a show. Uh, the length is different, just like the way that's formatted is different. And I felt like this was the best thing for Sorry I Offended You. I also created a podcast, Consciously De- Conscious Defiance. Sorry, <laughs> I need to know the name of my own podcast before announcing it. Conscious Defiance is going to be more about business and spiritual teachings, which I'll be launching at the same time, probably that I'm releasing this episode, because what I was having is I was having a bit of identity crisis. Now, saying identity crisis is probably going to have the same people that I'm mentioning on this video call me out saying that I'm not the real me and I'm wearing a mask and I'm doing a persona, blah, blah, blah. I realized there was a difference. There was different channels of the comedy and the trolling and all that stuff, which is sorry I offended you versus the coaching and the the being the architect, the spiritual architect and helping others and stuff like that. I wanted two different outlets for each one. So that's what I did. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into this episode. So before we talk about me being canceled, I want to talk about the hall monitors, the HR department of the coaching industry going after the seductress. They do not like seducers. They have struck back. I'm trying to be in chronological order and I'm honoring the chronological order because I was called out apparently after the seductressness of the coaching industry was called out. And perhaps we do have some common ground because a lot of this hatred and anger that the hall monitors have is about the alpha femme cult, the Melanie layers and all that stuff. And I have my own thoughts. I've had, you know, I had my week of posting of Rebecca's experience with that and how I feel about that. But the weird thing about this is, is throughout this whole thing, and it's what I've been feeling for a while, is when I genuinely call out something, I don't want to be put in the same cult Because the hall monitors are a cult too, by the way. I don't want to be seen as a member of the hall monitor anti-coach cult either. In fact, I did a podcast episode about this a while back saying that the scammy coaches and the anti-coaches are both fucking annoying. And hopefully we can bring some more direct light on that situation with this podcast episode. Here's what happened (laughs) or what I think happened. I don't fucking know. But I've been seeing around the anti-coaching cult world, the irony of you being against cult so much, but not realizing that you're in a cult as well. You've created a new cult that just goes after coaches. In that world, I've been seeing a a lot of people shitting on Ashe Sandara. And she's been a friend of Rebecca. I know of her work briefly. um, But I wanted to point out the ridiculousness of what has been going on. I will say, though, with Ashay is I've seen her called out before, like two years ago, around 2020 or something like that. And I met a good friend. We were both defending her and I met a good friend that, you know, that has been a great friend since then and went to a spiritual retreat with him. So if you think that I'm being a white knight for defending Ashay, no, because what a white knight does is a white knight does the, the heroic actions for the yoni. I'm doing it for the dick, baby. I'm trying to get some more dick. I'm trying to I'm trying to find more people that we can stare at each other's cocks in the jungle. I don't I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just comfortable with my sexuality. 
you know, and and someone's going to take that clip out of context probably and be a, and and use it as an insult, but that doesn't feel very nice or inclusive or you know very accepting of someone who is comfortable enough to say that they stare at other man's cocks or make a joke like that. Actually, I think in a way that's problematic. I think I've heard that problematic. Uh, do the heterosexual erasure of men because they want to say that we're actually secretly gay with our friends. But anyway, that's besides the point. Let's get into this because I'm not supposed to ramble on this. So here we start. Seeking with Sa Sava. I'm going to say Sava. I could be getting the name wrong, but that's my best effort of saying her name. Sava. Dear coaches, seducing your audience is a boundary violation. So this is all going against, this is has all been this outrage towards Ashe Sundara. Sava is not the only person going at Ashe. I've seen many women swoon over her. There's something about Ashe that these call-out girls really like, you know? I'm just messing with my camera there. This is my first time using this software, so wish me luck. There was an outrage over Ashe recently because she um, made a post. I don't know, the post isn't up. And I wish I could have seen the post, but the post isn't up, but it was about honoring your payment commitments. And then Ashay felt something needed to be cleaned up in that. And she made another post. So I guess they were flaming Ashay on one post, bullying her really, emotionally abusing her. And then they decide to keep going at her on this other post that she made. Now, I don't know how much I agree with Ashay's response here. I don't know enough about the response. I want to say you got to stay out of apology territory because as seen here, as you're going to see here is that they don't accept the apology or any type of ownership. And then they just keep going at her. There is no proper way to apologize to the cancel mob because they are not looking. They're not actually looking for changed behavior. They're actually just getting a rise out of canceling people and they're feeling significant and morally superior by doing so. So rule of thumb, if you have an audience and you are in hot water for something you say, the worst thing that you can do is to apologize or give them some ground because that is just giving a dog some rib meat, <laughs> I guess. Like, it's just like, it's just like, it's basically enabling this behavior, this entitled behavior that the cancel culture people have. This is what Ashay posted on Instagram saying, why I'm happy I deleted my post from yesterday. I realized that I wrote it from a place of reaction, not creation. Two, I did not spend enough time writing out all the nuances, and so I was not holding the full conversation. Three, it was magnetizing toxic exchanges, and I do not stand for this in my world. Hey, Ashade, you don't have to tell me, because the reason why I left the internet for a while, well, the first reason is I was on a mushroom journey and I was getting that message. But one of the reasons was I feel like the internet can be this soul-sucking place. And one of the things that happen is, is you have these wounded people throw their shit on you. Like they're entitled to throw their shit on you. And I just kept realizing like, yo, I'm in a happy relationship with my wife. I don't need to be consuming content or seeing all this content about um, women who have issues with men or coaches or whatever. And then throwing that shit on me. When I'm just living an honest life, I have a good marriage and everything is going great and everything is drama free in my marriage. And then I got to go online and look at this drama. And sometimes, you know, I take responsibility. I get into it. Like, obviously, I'm doing this video now, but I needed boundaries around how I use my time, how I respond and things of that nature, because I do have a fighter mentality. When people challenge me, I, you know, I like to spar, which sometimes, is it's good energy to have, but I don't want to be in a flight or fight response all the time. And I don't want to be involved in these like toxic, toxic is such a buzzword kind of, or just an annoying word at this point, but these toxic exchanges with people who haven't done their own work with their relationship with the opposite sex or their relationship with coaches and leaders and things like that. Like, why am I wasting my time in conversation with people like this? So, you know, I fully get that. I fully get deleting this post. And you're like, look, I don't want to deal with these fucking toxic ex exchanges. Like, this is not what I want to create in the world. You know, I like to troll. But sometimes the best thing to do is to fucking block and delete the, the energy. Like, 
It's like they're just taking, they're just siphoning energy off of you. She says, I also want you to know that the way I see it, you and I were in a relationship. And in any good relationship, there's repair, there's ownership, and there's forgiveness. Critiquing Ashay's post, and this isn't like a video against Ashay or anything, but I will say, like, fuck that shit. You don't want to enable more entitlement from a free audience. You know, someone who's not your client raking you over the fucking coals, right? And I think this just kind of gives more entitlement for people like this to feel like entitled that they can abuse the Shay uh, uh, or bully her over her comment section because they feel entitled as if like we're consumers and things like that. But it's like, are you, are you a consumer or, you know, are you just mad at a post? She says, I want you to know that my aim in posting is always to love and serve you. I will never try to intentionally trigger you for some silly sake of being polarizing. If I do trigger you, there is something for the both of us to look at. Am I bringing in the whole picture? Am I speaking from an integrated place? Am I being intentional with touchy subjects? Am I being the leader I want to be? What can I own here? And is there something for you to embody? Is there something for you to consider in a new way? What can you own here that has nothing to do with me? You know, I think that's perfectly said. The intense polarization yesterday showed me that I could have been more sensitized and well thought out as a writer and leader. I want to own that I posted quickly and did not think about the scenarios at play. By doing so, I painted a picture to my wider audience that not a true representation of the culture within my business. But here's the issue that comes at hand here. And we're going to talk about my wife's post, the hall monitors and the HR department of the coaching industry were mad at um, beforehand. That'll be on another episode. So make sure you subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, etc. cetera. Um, now that this is a big video format type of show now. So to get that video experience, you can watch on Spotify or YouTube. Um, but you can also enjoy this as a podcast because I'll be reading things out and you'll be, you just won't have the visuals. I don't know what she posted beforehand. So I can, you know, I think it's an honorable thing to do to look at your impact and things of that nature. But the thing is, it's like the parallel with Rebecca's post and spoiler alert for the next episode, Rebecca posted something saying that it's rapey to just like join something without an intention of paying it. I'll go into, there'll be more details of it in the next episode. I'm just kind of wording it of how I remember it. And then the narrative that is taken into play here is that Rebecca just thinks the word rapey can be used as a joke to trigger people. No, what happened in that scenario is that you got fucking triggered and you hurt yourself in that scenario. And then you decided what her intentions were, but I'm with Rebecca every day. I know what vibe she posts. I know what intentions that she posts from. And when she made that post, it was just about how it feels like you're stealing resources from other people. And she used the word rapey. And a lot of people agreed with the decision and the word choice. Most people did. What I'm saying here is that it's easy for your, in, your intentions to get misconstrued. Now, I don't know what Ashay's intentions were in the original post. Maybe she was upset because, you know, it's her, in your business when someone doesn't honor payments, like you're going to, you have to have boundaries as a business owner too. So maybe she did it from a more triggered space. I don't know. Um, and then she decided to correct it. But the thing is, is like people assume intentions and I think it's unfair to just assume that Ashay was just posting shit to get a rise out of people to piss people off. No, you came on the post yourself and you hurt yourself. And then you decided what the post meant. That's what happened. I'm in it all for the soul game. Plus, I'm always going to take my impact into consideration. Anyway, always, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely grateful for feedback because I'm here to grow. And I do not tolerate any level of emotional abuse in my life, which is Another reason why I deleted the post. No, not all feedback was this, but some was, and this is not welcome in my space. And that's what we're going to point out here in this episode is that the hallway monitors want everyone to be trauma-informed, but they're going around emotionally abusing people, and they don't see the, the error in their own ways. Um, and when it comes to feedback, 
as a leader, you're not supposed to just like take all feedback and like you had to sort through it like at the mail because people are giving you feedback from a different level of consciousness. And honestly, if someone is giving you feedback from the level of consciousness of public call outs and dragging you through the coals on their Instagram stories, their feedback isn't worth it because they're not emotionally mature enough to be able to have that conversation to actually create real change. And that just shows right there that they're not in the space to be able to create real change because they're more, more interested in tearing somebody down than actually creating healing and repair or respect. In order to make a change, right? In order to give feedback, you have to have a level of respect for that person first. If you've lost all respect for that person, then there's no way of you making a change because that other person can sense that. If you can't see that other person, if you can't see their heart and you can't see their soul, then your feedback is basically useless unless you just want to gather a bunch of angry people on the internet. I do still stand behind what I said, yet there are more nuances and posts. I bet, and last but not least, I love you, um, something along the lines of that. And in the post, so before we get into that, in the post, she said that her assistant posted that for her, didn't write it for her, but made the, you know, said, hey, this is a Shay's assistant. This is her words, etc." So that's what happened there. And something before we go into the comments of this post, I want to talk about my thoughts on some some uh, words that I wrote last night about my view on this HR department style of anti-coaching and why they hate seduction so much. The thing about seduction is that that seduction is being captivating. But as you'll notice as a trend with the HR department of the coaching industry is that they do not like looking at the dictionary. They don't like referring to the dictionary. They don't like actual definitions. They just roll with emotion. But seduction is being captivating. It's being magnetizing. So in actuality, the anti-coach cult, they are using seduction as well except they think it's acceptable with the way that they use seduction. They use humor. They use, they basically attract people from their wounds and position themselves as leaders. And sometimes, I'm not going to say any names, but sometimes they're not very fair with how they treat other people with the level of leadership that they're looking for. You see, this whole thing isn't a bunch of vulnerable people just wanting justice in the coaching industry. A lot of the leaders in this anti-coaching movement want to be positioned as a leader within that movement. And then that creates a whole new slew of problems because then you realize that their triggers and the way that they hate people like Ashay is basically them being mad at themselves because they haven't reconciled with their own e eternal bullshit. So they'll just repeat the same thing and treat the people around them the same. In fact, I will say that there's an argument to be made because like if we're talking about the scammy coaches okay they can seduce you and put you in a bad situation but the only difference the only thing that doesn't make the hr department more harmful than the scammy coaches is power if the hr department had more power and they still acted with the level of emotional maturity that they have now they would be ruining people's lives left and right they would be ruining people's families or livelihoods because not every person that they're going at is completely guilty or proven to be guilty. They don't care. They're just getting their rocks off. They're just taking out people based off little buzzwords that they connected to to be abusive. And then they think the, en the ends justify the means. So they're like, okay, we'll ruin your fucking life. So if they had more power within the law or whatever that is, they would just be ruining a lot of innocent people's lives, maybe potentially more lives than the scammy coaches would. So this is a note that I wrote the last night about this whole situation. It's like a war against being captivating versus control. So the captivating would be the seductress coaches versus the controlling people, which would be the HR department. They hate seduction so much and misunderstand it since they don't see their own gifts of magnetism or refuse to get better at it, they have to control others in order to feel significance and safety. Their self-image is so low that they can't see their own expertise outside of tearing down others. 
They demonize even their own good qualities and must virtue signal to numb themselves out from the deep pain of not living up to their full potential. And that's what's going on a deeper level is that they look down on their own gifts. In fact, they don't even want to admit that they're coaches anymore. They, they don't see their own expertise. They don't see their own brilliance. And instead of utilizing that brilliance to change the world and utilizing the aspects of themselves that make them captivating or honoring that within themselves, they feel safer trying to control the world by shaming every single coach they come across uh, across with that has them feeling a certain way, regardless if they got the evidence, regardless <laughs> regardless if they have a reason to do so, regardless if they're actually being thoughtful about it, they're just fucking haphazardly going after people. And it's one thing to speak up. The one thing I hear said a lot about this HR department of the anti-coaching institution is that if there was a molester next door, wouldn't you tell somebody? Wouldn't you call them out? Wouldn't you do that to protect the children of the neighborhood? Yes, you would want to call that out. The issue here is, is that you're not calling out the molester next door. You're going around you're you're basically saying, well, that molester had a mustache, so everyone with a fucking mustache is a molester, and they need to be uh, raked through the coals, and they need to be canceled, and then you're just flipping out on random fucking people calling them molesters. That's what's happening here. It's like, maybe you got some of it right, and maybe you're justified in that based off your own experiences and the culty situations that go on in the coaching space, but now you're taking that anger and spewing it on everybody even the people who are doing a lot of good in the world. And you're having unrealistic expectations of accountability for other people that you don't even hold to your own standards because you already think that you're so fucking perfect. It's, it's just fucking ridiculous. So anyway, moving on to the comments here of this post from Ashe, uh, this is what happens. So basically what happens in these situations is that a bunch of bigger accounts post this to their stories and then insinuate basically saying like, hey, go out of Shay and fucking um, gang up on her, right? Now, if you want to be trauma-informed, maybe I suggest looking at the trauma that is caused through cancel culture and really look at that because the level of emotional abuse cancel culture is like you, you shouldn't be doing shit like this. <laughs> like you shouldn't be doing shit like this. You shouldn't be egging people on to go after somebody. In fact, I like to react to stuff. This obviously you see this this channel and I'm going to be talking about things in the industry and and all over like in society and things of that nature. I want to say this. Never ever fucking go after people and spread hate because that's not doing anything. Now I can't control what everyone does. I'm just pointing out public stuff, but I want to say out of my mouth from my words is never my intention is to send people after somebody. And I also believe that I roll with a good crowd. I believe that most people in my audience are pretty conscious. I can't police everyone in my fucking audience, but I think most people treat others with respect on some level. My thing is, it's like, you're not going to change the world by going after people and berating them and like spilling over to their comment section and all that stuff. Send them love, you know? Wish the best for them. Of course, defend the ones that you love and all that stuff. But this whole thing of going out and trying to cancel people just ain't it. So anyway, here are the comments here on the Shades post. I am super happy that the comments offered a space for reflection. And I want to point out again that you are leading a spiritual business, not a production company with payment plans. Spiritual business should always aim to help people and not be misused by playing with people's traumas, problems, and needs. The world is lacking governmental paid therapy and coaching and a lot of online coaches are going to complete going completely insane with capitalism charging people thousands of dollars to help them you can always say no to paying a thousand dollars for a coaching package like are you aware of that you can always say no like no one is taking your money without your consent you did you made the agreement to pay that thousands of dollars and not everyone is going to have your worldview you know you got to understand like other people decide to live the life that they live. Not everyone's going to have that same point of view. So maybe that's your version of a spiritual business. 
Um, but really, actually, business is making an exchange for money based on the value. And just because you don't value something as $1,000 doesn't mean that somebody else does. If you want so bad for there to be free spiritual help in the world, then you fucking do it. But the thing is, is so many content creators put free content out there. Now, I don't know the level of free content a Shay does. I can vouch for some of her programs. It's like, that's why there is different levels of a business. No one is required to give coaching away for free as a charity. And it just wouldn't help. There is a benefit in paying for coaching. There is a benefit in investing in yourself. And maybe $1,000 is a lot for you, but for some people, that is a perfect price. All you have to do is say, hey, it's not for me, and fucking move on. No one is holding a gun to your head and saying for you to do it. Now, I know in some spaces, there is that emotional pressure that you have to, to make those investments to feel validated, and that's something that I don't agree with. Charging money for a service, it doesn't make it any less spiritual, and capitalism is not an evil thing. Tell me you haven't experienced something other than capitalism without telling me. Notice everyone you hates on capitalism in this instance is not presenting an actual real feasible solution to capitalism that would actually honor the liberty of others. Like actually you're living off of the privilege. I hate that. I hate saying the fucking word, but you're living off the privilege of what capitalism gave you because, you know, without capitalism, there's high regulation and centralized control. And I don't even know if you know what you're wanting to call into the space. So this stream girl says, just curious why you couldn't post this yourself. Whenever, whenever someone says just curious, that just means like they're there. It's, it's an, it's an antagonizing comment. Like, just curious. Why didn't you like, why does it matter? Why can't she have her assistant post it? Like, why can't she do that? It's her space. You're not entitled to how she decides to run her space. It was her words. I mean, she has an assistance. Like, I thought we were we were promoting emotional and mental health here. Like, if it's best for her emotional and mental health, which maybe this post was on the weekend. I think it might have been on the weekend. But like, if she wants to rest, she has every right to pay an assistant to make that post for her. It's just, it, it's wild, the level of entitlement, like the level that we've accepted in our society, and this isn't necessarily a diss to the co the commenter herself, but it's like the level of entitlement that has been normalized in this cult-like movement to cancel people. It's just like, who, 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 uh, and that's, that's why I disagreed when, when Ashay did made part of the the quote in a Shay's post of saying that we, I have an open relationship. I mean, when a Shay posted, like we're, we have an ongoing relationship with my audience and all that stuff, I don't fully disagree with it, but that's a, that's the reason I said something about it because it, it opens up this level of entitlement and the level of entitlement is just fucking ridiculous. Just curious. Why couldn't you post this yourself? And then Aylin replies to it and says, because she's hiding behind her team as her and Melanie strategize how to silence a recent uprising up from her victims. Read their stories and pay attention to the activists putting in tons of hours and emotional labor to expose the manipulative and unethical, unethical practices she uses. Okay, for one thing, you're not doing emotional labor. You're being a parasite. You're being an energetic parasite going on people like you have no entitlement or right to do quote unquote emotional labor. And this is coming from somebody who has critiqued Melanie Ann Layer not very glaringly <laughs> on my, on my own page. And I do disagree with Melanie's strategies and I have a personal experience where the same thing, where it felt like it wasn't really her assistant. It was actually her um, during the, the years uh, with Rebecca being part of that situation. With that being said, you're just writing a bunch of shit. Like you're just writing a bunch of shit here that you don't know is true or not. You're making assumptions of what she's doing. You don't know for sure, but you feel very comfortable with just saying whatever the fuck. Entire pages with have been, come on, you could have at least like written this clearly. 
Entire pages have been created because of her and others who do the same. She's hurt a lot of people and we're not talking about money. Start with Seeking with Sad Sava. Her comment is higher in this thread. So we'll get on to Seeking with Sava's comment, um, who is the... Uh, who's been the main voice of trying to take down a Shay. It's like, it's like there's no check and balances to the criticism and perhaps like, you know, like I don't agree with Melanie, like I don't agree with Melanie and maybe there's things that a Shay puts in her content that I don't agree with, but this level of taking somebody down is just uncalled for. Like, you know, you're not, you don't have to do this. And then you're, you're, you're making a big deal about, doing it. So Anaya says, I am reading the comments and I believe we have to take responsibility for ourselves also. I think this was a positive comment here. Um, we put these big coaches on the pedestal if they can do not do anything wrong in our godsend. They are human just like us. They will make mistakes. They cannot fulfill our every need. And I believe we have to learn to think, do research and don't follow the hype. I know that coaches have responsibility, but we also need self-responsibility. This is beautifully said, by the way. Um, have we put the coach on a pedestal? I know I have done it a lot, and when I stopped, I could see them as humans like me that are not perfect. I also agree that if you sign up for something and agree to the business terms, then you have to follow through. Something that's common here in the gripes about the, the post that my wife made was about completing payment plans. And then this post is about completing payment plans. Maybe the common denominator is that you're not honoring your payments. And maybe you're a little bit of a, not this person commenting, but maybe these people are a bit parasitic in how they treat businesses. And maybe you don't want to see that in yourself, which is why you're so upset. Maybe when Rebecca used the word rapey in her post, Maybe it wasn't actually that word that bothered you. Maybe you're just upset because you have to look in the mirror and see in what ways that you fucked over other people with bailing out on payment plans or bailing out of commitments that you said that you would stick with. Now, there's nuance to the payment plan thing, right? There's nuance to it. Sometimes the coach can be a dick about it, um, but it's not cut and dry. It's not black and white. The coach has rights and boundaries as well. And you got to be like a payment plan requires you to be a woman of your word and to honor those payments and not dip out after you've received the course and then call the coach an abuser just because you didn't want to make the fucking payments. So there's that as well. Um, so anyway, let's go on. I agree. If you sign up for something, agree to the business terms, you had to follow through. I have bought courses I did not have the money for, and I will not do that again. That is what I have learned. I don't think we can only blame the coach for selling this to us. We have to take responsibility for our choices. Ashay has free masterclasses and cheaper content if you want to learn from her. So there, there you have it. Like the whole inclusive thing. Like you do not have to have every single aspect of you available. You're basically asking and emotionally abusing a woman to burn out herself because you're upset. You know, you're upset and you think it's not fair for her to be charging certain prices. But really what you're saying is if you're not burning out yourself and if you're not living a lifestyle where, you know, you're miserable, maybe on a level where Shay is more happy and free than these other people, you know, it's like you can't, you can't pressure other people to suffer. That's not trauma informed. Like to shame somebody based on their prices and to shame somebody for running a business, that's not fucking trauma informed. You're no better than the scammy coaches that you claim to be against. Ashay has free masterclasses and cheaper content if you want to learn from her. The high-end offers are for people who have the money. No one, like, as long as you're not being manipulated, as long as you're not, like, be, you know, there's not this weird peer pressure, which I do see in the Alpha Femme cult, um, then it's not a big deal. Like, okay, like, if I'm charging 500, like, even if I'm charging, like, 500,000 an hour on my fucking website, if I'm not bothering you, then what the fuck is the deal? Like if someone wants to pay 500,000 for that, there's people out there in the world that can pay that. It, I'm not hurting you by raising my price that way, unless I'm like going out of my way to call you a piece of shit for not paying for it. Back to the comment here. Maybe that is what some coaches can make more clear. That high end is something you invest in from desire and because you have the money and not from a place of lack. When I finally get this high end course, I will also be high end. This is beautiful. Um, 
Anaya Serafina, I think I hope I said your name right. Beautiful comment. Very well said, very well nuanced. This is probably one of the best comments in this in this thread right now. The the hall monitors aren't doing it. This woman right here fucking gets it. She just fucking gets it. And that's the thing, like being through this industry, that's something that Rebecca and I have learned. That's something Rebecca does a lot is like through her mastermind form, she makes sure people are financially able to do that and to grow from that experience. Because we've had people come to us before and they were in survival mode. There's times where we were in survival mode and that ain't right to pressure people. And, and yes, it happens. Like it have I've seen it happen behind the scenes to people. And I think speaking out about that is a beautiful thing. But when you're going out and bullying people and being a dick to people, that ain't cool. And then making these assumptions um, about people without actually doing the research, that's not cool. So on to the next one. I am sorry you found yourself a target of abuse. It's one of the scary parts about social media and it does hurt. So Hypnotic Bloom 7 is talking to Ashe. Um, and I like how that she spoke to like basically called it what it is. It's abuse. However, you are right. No one is perfect. We all speak things without thinking at times. And even though there was nothing wrong with speaking your truth, the way it affects others makes us think we could have done something different. But I hope you get through this and realize that you're not meant to be a saint. You got this love. And those of you who love you too, do love you too. See, that's the thing. On some level, I know Ashe is a person. I, you know, I haven't hung out with her or had any like conversations, but I, I see Rebecca interact with her. She was a coach of Rebecca's maybe about a year ago. Um, and I've seen the satisfaction that Rebecca had by being in that container. There's a lot of assumptions of who she is as a, as a person or expecting her to be perfect. And another thing I want to say that I wrote notes on as well is by villainizing the coaching industry so hard, you're still pedestalizing them. So something else that I want to note here is that by going after the coaching industry the way that you are, it's ironic because you'll say that you don't like the pedestals and pedestalizing coaches. But if in order for you to be victimized on this level, to continue to hold on to it, I'm not saying that, you know, you haven't been victimized by coaches, but to but you are victimizing yourself if you're just going after random people who never fucking hurt you which I think a lot of people are doing with Ashay. I'm sure some of them are their uh, past clients maybe, and there's better ways to resolve that. But to constantly hold on to this to the point that you make an entire cult movement and pages that are all about tearing coaches down, you are still having them have power over you and you are still pedestalizing coaches by doing that. The way that you come in as a victim and you expect them to be your emotional punching bag, but they're not allowed to say anything back. They're not allowed to have any rebuttal. And if they do anything as simple as responding to you, you call them a bully or a harasser or unhinged, then basically you're pedestalizing those people because you are saying that they have the power to be a punching bag, but you don't even have the fucking power to receive criticism yourself even if it's not even as intense as you're going at the coaches. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Voice of compassion. Why do I think this isn't going to be very compassionate? <laughs> voice. Of, we're going to talk like it's a voice of compassion too. This apology could be much better. Ashe, you've centered yourself in it instead of the people that you've hurt. Leadership is about listening. Since you've been mentored by Melanie Ann Lair. Melanie is a popular woman. Um, a very infamous woman for good reasons, I think. I'm not, you know, I understand the anger towards Melanie. Um, you've changed and you are turning into may not be the real authentic you. You're trying your best, but perhaps seek counsel from people like Trudy LeBron. I laugh at that comment because Melanie was coached by, um, she seek leadership from Trudy LeBron. <laughs> so it's like, all right. And, and that's not anything about Trudy's work. But it's just like you can't paint somebody as a saint and you can't paint something as like the end all solution. Like you need to listen to these people so you can change for the better. Maybe the people who are policing and setting the standards, we're all fucking human. We all mess up. And it's like you can't force someone into change. You know, it's like you can't lecture someone publicly and shame them publicly into changing the way that you want them to be. And 
to do that is just a surface level thing. This is the type of behavior that creates performative allyship, as people would like to say, or just doing things for the optics. You know how many fucking people that I know are like completely abusive assholes behind the scenes, but they say all the right things online of like, we, we are inclusive. We promote diversity. We are certified. Like some of the most abusive coaches I know are certified and certified and run a certification program. So, you know, it's like, it just makes you a snake. It doesn't make you, it doesn't deeply change unless you want to deeply change. Truthfully for me, what helped me change and what helped me evolve as much as you want to believe it or not. I know like people will be like, no, you're an asshole, Brandon. But what has helped me evolve is going to the spiritual retreats, doing healing on myself and realizing things I got to heal and realizing my wrongs. And sometimes if it's feedback from someone else, it's a compassionate private message being like, Hey, you know, like I noticed this, blah, 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 blah. You know, not trying to be a dick. Like, you know, there's ways of disarming people and there's ways of talking to people and sharing your point of view without being in the comment section and piling on somebody. And then trying to position another leader above a Shay saying that, you know, she knows stuff and you don't. And, you know, whether she does or not, this is just not the way to go by it. You are really in integrity, who are really in integrity and can help you do libertary leadership, not leadership that serves only you and your inner circle. I don't know what you expect of her. Okay, Jessica says, seeking with Sadfa, I've been waiting for a long time. For someone to say this here, and I haven't felt safe to share myself, I appreciate you. I guess it can be inspiring when someone when someone's the first pe person to speak up or whatever. But it's like, what are we doing? We're grown-ass adults. Like, what, what kind of shit is this? It's like, if you want to speak out about something, speak up. Don't wait for someone to do it for you. That's my only issue with that. I think it, it just sounds very cowardly. It's like, now I feel safe now that she's getting bullied like she deserves. It's like, yo, or you could have, you could have been a mature adult. And if you had a real issue with her, fucking message her and hash things out if it's anything meaningful. Like, or stop putting power, her power over yourself, thinking that you can only breathe until someone fucking gangs up on a Shay online. Like, what the fuck is this? From Looper, to me, it's upsetting when someone doesn't acknowledge your harmful behavior. It feels invalidating to people's hurt feelings and experiences. Your tone, your way of ignoring all these comments that actually shows truth about your business. Well, maybe like, um, maybe the first order of business here is um, spelling business right. That's a cheap, cheap shot. I apologize. I shouldn't just be going after people's spelling. That could have been like a, that could have been just like an autocorrect, you know, business then now deleting comments and telling to the people that they are, were emotional abuse girl. <laughs> Do you look in the mirror? I found this funny. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's, it, I know it's a play on what I know. It's like a metaphorical thing to say, like look in the mirror, look at your own shit. But it's like, I'm sure Shay looks in the mirror. <laughs> like, I'm sure, I'm sure she fucking looks in the mirror. Like, it's just, it's just funny that you chose those words. Do you see how much you hurt and you start this dynamic and then wipe this out saying that this comes from love? Oh my God, such a toxic. She is blocking people as well now. Thankfully, I have screenshot, says the flowing goddess who replied to Looper Ann. Um, like, come on. You got to own your own abuse if you want her to own her. Like, you know, if, in order to have this conversation, you both got to take ownership. And it's like, now she she has every right to delete and block people. Thank God I have screenshots. It's like, where did you get all this fucking righteousness of thinking that it's like, you're the fucking moral arbiters of the internet. This is just fucking, this is why I quit the internet. Like Jesus. Um, so the, 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 the ultimate comment from seeking with Sava was saving the best for last kind of, we got some more comments after this, but seeking with Sava says, I think you painted a picture that was pretty accurate representation of your business culture. There is still so much for you to learn about ethical entrepreneurship, socially responsible biz and conscious leadership in general. 
When people show you who they are, believe them. Your lack of integrity and professionalism and safety as a coach is honestly appalling to conscious business owners, coaches, and marketers alike. Girl, you don't even fucking like conscious business owners and coaches. Like, name a coach that you actually fucking like. You, your whole profile is based about hating on coaches. Like, what are you talking about how marketer, you hate marketing. Like, you all hate fucking capitalism. So you can't even honor marketing if you can't even should see the love for capitalism. I guess I'll have to pull the dictionary definition up for capitalism. Do I have to do that? But anyway, business owners, coaches, and marketers alike. Everything that she hates. Business owners she hates, coaches she hates, and marketers she hates. So I don't know why she's acting like she's standing up for them. Who work hard to build a practice around serving people first. If anything, your entire biz is a whole case study on what not to do as a leader. Fortunately, people are starting to educate themselves about their rights as a consumer and raise their standards. So here's the thing. It's like, for one thing, I don't know if she worked with the Shea ever. But that would be my question. Like, did you even work with her? And even if you did work with her, you still need to be a bit more crafty about how you break down things of what's happening and all that good stuff. But it just feels like it, it feels a little bit, it's a bit disingenuous to just saying that you're the case study of what not to do. Like, that's a little bit abrupt. So whatever. On to the next one. Margie Pargy. Let's see if I can get a bigger screen here. Margie Pargy. All right. So Margie Pargy says that, yep, this is what I feel like when I worked with her, pushing me to stay in a container that I had no interest in, saying it's my lack of integrity and willingness to keep going in my business if I leave. Gaslighting slash saying I need to change my contracts and make people stay in my containers, even though her sign up said I could leave any time. Not to mention sending my boyfriend at the time, heart eyes in the DMs. Also send me, sending me unsolicited sexual content that was super unprofessional. I am not into the blatant capitalism parading around with that. I'm a little biased with Margie Pargy because she just like randomly shits on coaches now. Like that's her whole identity now of like basically things that, sometimes things that didn't happen. I'm not saying as a gaslighting thing. It's just like you'll people would just say shit and put out these claims without even going deep into the claims of what they mean sending me unsolicited sexual content is like you hired a fucking sex coach that was a that's a whole fucking thing of the community so what it sounds like to me is you made an agreement to be in this community and then you got upset because it was sexual even though you were probably carrying yourself the same way uh and, and it's just like the hard eyes to the boyfriend what does that mean? What exactly happened in that instance? Like you made tied a meaning to that. Do you think it's really the most appropriate thing is to mention the hard eyes thing in this comment right now? Women have sent me hard eyes because I make stories on the internet. I make content on the internet. If your boyfriend is making content on the internet, then she could have put hard eyes of, you know, like of a term of like, hey, I love this. You know, hard eyes doesn't always mean like I want your dick. Like it, it doesn't always mean that. So I don't know. The blatant capitalism is like you decided to build a business. Capitalism is exchanging money for services. Like that's what, like, what do you mean blatant capitalism? You're running a business. That's what it is. Like, again, I don't know. This is a personal issue. I can't weigh in too much, but all I can say is that it's easy to mischaracterize. And this is, this is like the pendulum that swung in society about believe all women and things like that. Then the Johnny Depp situation happened. And then, you know, for those that can actually see what's going on with Will Smith and his wife, women lie too. Women can be toxic as well. Since we always talk about toxic masculinity, but we never talk about toxic femininity. And what toxic femininity would be is smearing people's reputation and going after people's reputation like you see displayed in the screenshot. Um, so I don't know. But later in this conversation, and I didn't get the screenshot for it, um, but later in this conversation, Ashay offered to talk with her one-on-one. -on -one, and she's like, no, I don't feel safe to talk one-on-one -on -one with you. It's like, yo, she's trying to make amends. And if you don't feel safe, if you feel like she's going to manipulate you one-on-one -on -one or whatever, then if this means so much to you, then hire a third party or have a third party step in that you both agree with 
that can kind of be the referee of the conversation and point out the bullshit. Otherwise, like you claiming that you feel safe by publicly trashing her, you're not being safe in your own light. You're not being a safe person. You're not a safe client for people to take on. I mean, I guess you want to burn bridges with every single coach, but that's not a safe thing to do as well. So it's one thing, and it's understandable for some people that you don't feel safe to talking one-on-one, but replicating that, emotionally abusing and bullying people online, just ain't it. Seeking Masava says, Margie Pargy, that made my stomach churn to read. I have heard a number of people share exactly this experience with her, so you're definitely not alone. Those are all coercive control techniques that I felt... If you want to talk about control techniques, let's talk about the triangulation that you use in that comment where you're saying that so many people have told me this. Like that's exactly what narcissistic abusers use. So basically you're using the same tactics that you claim to be against, but I digress. Um, Those are all conceived control techniques that fall under the category of emotional abuse. Look in the mirror yourself lady. Uh, Of course, people are not perfect and can make mistakes, but it's not unreasonable to expect coaches not to emotionally abuse their clients. I believe she can do better if she wants to, but she's going to be willing to take a look in herself in the mirror. Of course, all all this looking yourself in the mirror talk. Okay. So we're going to wrap this segment up and then we're going to do another segment on this this, uh, situation about what Seeking Wasava was doing in her stories um, in admiration to a but here's the fucking thing here. It's like, you got to hold yourself accountable as well and understand the way that you're damaging others. I don't know a enough to know this dynamic, this personal dynamic or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know the situation enough, but I can say, you know, the situation between my wife and Margie Pargy, which Margie Pargy just started publicly, publicly trashing her And my wife didn't even realize there was an issue. Like she just did a program and then left the program. And then all of a sudden Margie Pargy is trashing my wife. I don't. So like that is what I know. Um, And perhaps there's some heal and repair that they can do, which is probably not going to happen because what she'd rather do is gang up on her and play the moral high ground in the situation, which is also bullying and abusive. But what I also know is that my wife has worked with Ashe, and in her experience, she enjoyed her experience. Like, I'll even say this when Rebecca was sharing her experience, and I was sharing the experience with the Alpha Femme Caught, Rebecca would say, Well, I hope this isn't something that Ashe thinks I'm talking about her since she has Melanie as a mentor. And there's there's a lot of good people too that has had or has Melanie as a mentor. And yes, you know, like. There are aspects and there are times where I feel like people have totally gotten hijacked and I kind of just stay away from their work because I don't agree with the tactics and things of that nature. But there's also very good people and you need to have some compassion. Like, you know, just because there's a proximity between that, you can't criminalize people based off their awareness or their peers or using some of the same language and things of that nature. And you can't dehumanize people in that way, but we're going to get more into that in the next episode of this coming out um, very soon after this one. So stay tuned to that and make sure that you're subscribed to this channel. However you're viewing it, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes and things of that nature, make sure you subscribe. So you're notified when the next episode comes out because we're going to dig deeper into um, Sava's way of calling out a Shea in her post. Peace.